0: Blanket. It's also too dark at 4.08pm. It's too dark. It's the one thing about fall.
1: I kind of like it.
0: No, but you just like darkness in your life.
1: (laughs) I do, generally.
0: Come here, blanket. Warm me. Ah, yes. There we are.
1: Are you going to do the whole podcast in an English accent? Should I? You should.
0: (laughs) Hello there. Welcome to Dance Robot Dance. So nice for everyone to be here. That was the worst English accent I've ever done. Ever.
2: That that your Harry Potter?
0: Hello, I'm Harry Potter. (laughs) It's my favorite when people, there was a British exchange student once and he was like, everyone thinks that we talk in a very particular way and they'll come over and they're very exaggerated and they'll be like, hello, I'm from Harry Potter. And that doesn't even make sense because Harry Potter. What, yeah, what, Governor Harry A Place. It's a person who was inside of a place that was real. Britain, and his accent wasn't Harry Potter. It was British, and I was like, "Oh, that's a good point." Can you say that all over again? Because it was really hard. <sighs> say Harry Potter. <laughs> but yeah.
1: And yet, I'm gross. Fair, all right. What's gross about that?
0: <laughs> It's accents are great. Just, accent. I, yeah, I agree. If Mark had an Australian <laughs> accent, I would just be or a ugh. Kiwi, I'd be in heaven.
1: No. I uh, see Australian accents, all that makes me think of is just like degenerate fucking like scumbag criminals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a nice like clipped British accent. Like that that's pretty hot.
2: Any any UK accent does it for me. Fuck, now something else is pulling my fucking volume down again.
1: Oh, uh, I thought you were just gonna say something else is pulling your something else. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> see why are you keep doing me stop that stop that you should be used to it after 100 and something episodes of this north <laughs> uh yeah i don't know that that might actually
2: be zencaster clipping me because it will let me crank it back up yeah so that might be zencaster being like no you're being too loud we're going to turn down your recording volume a little bit to- it's entirely possible i do not know mine's like i'm watching mine slide around you're not zencaster uh, audacity because so. that's where I'm monitoring, because Audacity has the little uh, yep. recording volume slider that I'm just keeping an eye on. So, uh, Alright, do I have everything I need to get going? I think I do.
0: Mark's I been recording for a while.
2: He has been. I have, so are you guys yeah, ready? Just let to
1: go? it go. Yeah. I am.
2: Alright, then let's yeah, do yeah. this shit. Uh, welcome, welcome back, dear listeners, to Dance Robot Dance, uh, episode 117. Our uh, third out of our four-part uh, Halloween movie series. Uh, this week, we're going to be covering my choice. Uh, and then next week will be your choice, listeners. We'll get to that a little bit later. Since I think we should probably close out the poll since yeah. we're going to have to watch that mm-hmm. this week. But uh, I'm Tim. I'm going to be hosting this episode. With me, we have our usual crew. We've, I think we're going on like a couple months of having like our usual, uh, usual gang around. Uh, we've got Christy.
0: Yeah, hi. Sorry. <laughs>
2: Who's not fucking paying attention? Jeez. Good. It's good. Good start.
0: I'm just reading yeah. over the questions
2: <laughs> And uh Mark? How's it going, guys? And yeah, it's uh it's it's been been a long week, but yeah. That's Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. About, I about, it's to say about it's been
0: a long month.
2: Yeah, it has been. I've got another trip next week, but then I get to stay home. I get to stay home for the week of Halloween, in theory. We'll see what yes. happens. But yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, there hasn't been, we'll get into the news a little bit. There hasn't been like a crazy amount, but the news that we did have is, from my point of view, pretty fucking infuriating. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, the two biggest pieces of news were literally like a day or two after we recorded last, Netflix canceled Iron Fist. Boo. Boo. And then just yesterday they fucking canceled Luke Cage as well.
1: Super boo boo.
2: (laughs) And and both of those I'm pretty upset about. I mean Luke Luke Cage Cage was I'm
1: furious about. Like I am fucking angry about Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah. I was really looking forward to that season three. They'd set up a nice season three for themselves. Seeing him as like a gang boss, basically at that point, kind
0: of
2: thing.
1: Like.
0: yo spoiler i'm not gonna hey, watch Jesus, it. You it's still like six, six months Luke. behind
1: you go get through yeah. spoilers after <laughs> six months <laughs>
0: that's why i was like eh. we're
1: gonna spoil daredevil for you tonight you know i'm just kidding
0: <laughs> you better not that i'm
1: watching <laughs> holy shit you should yeah, you yeah. should fucking oh watch my it. fucking god you um watch that
2: yeah i mean both of those the because uh i mean mark and i discussed on the podcast the second season of iron fist was way better than the first and that show was yeah. on a pretty good trajectory as well and plus did you end up watching that christy
0: Oh, yeah. I just, I really liked the first season a lot.
2: Of Iron really? Fist, You hated the oh, first season. Oh, not Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. I
0: apologize. Yeah. I said you were talking about Daredevil. No. Uh, Iron Fist's second season has been much better.
2: Okay. Okay, yeah. But you I haven't watched, watched, you haven't watched, watched watch part this. of it, but you haven't watched the whole thing yet?
0: I have not been able to watch the whole thing. There's been, guys, there's been so much to watch. There
1: has been, yes. It's it <laughs> been pretty crazy. No, we I made it through. I'm, I'm way, way behind call house. House. Oh, is that good? Oh, I yeah. People were talking about it like crazy, so I'm putting it on my list after Better Call Saul.
0: It's Super enjoyable.
1: I'm seeing a lot of buzz about it and most of it's been good. So
2: I'm thinking about yeah, like getting it. into that. It's
0: yeah, it's not I'll just say this quickly. It's not horror in the way that you expect. It's not like there's a couple jump scares over the ten episodes, but really there's a lot of secret things you should be watching for. Like there's like seven or eight ghosts in almost every episode just like hanging out in the background.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it's just a like over the top. No, no, like you don't see them. You have to oh, search okay. for them.
2: That sounds They're, like something like, I'm gonna have to like really fucking pay attention to and watch. Yeah, like, casual watch.
0: Yeah. And then yeah. um, the other thing that I really enjoyed is that it's it's kind of like Hereditary in that the family dynamic is what really pushes the show, and it's a devastating watch because it's like so horrifically sad at some points. But it, the last episode is a little bit hokey. But I feel like with any like show where it's got that kind of a huge build, when you when you make it a one part or finish episode in the same timeline that you've had all of this build up you're kind of limiting yourself to having to kind of adapt locally. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, in the end with Hereditary, when they took like 15 minutes to finish this film that had been built and built and built and built, and the ending's never going to be as big as you kind of hope it will be. Yeah. So, it's still really <laughs> worth the watch though, because the ending is not bad. It's just kind of, personally, I watched it kind of like eh. But then I read a bunch up on like alternate ways that you could read the ending and it was more satisfying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'll say. And it's, isn't Elliot from ET that's playing the dad on that show? Yeah.
0: I didn't know. Mark pointed it out and I was like, what?
2: Looks okay. Yeah. But I mean the Luke Cage and iron fist thing, I mean, basically most people are thinking this is like a preemptive strike by marvel slash netflix uh in advance of them releasing this new disney streaming service that's going to have a lot of marvel content and stuff on it as well and so nobody knows maybe these characters end up on the marvel streaming service maybe they end up putting maybe they stay on netflix and there's a hero for hire series who the fuck knows at this point but
1: i'm disappointed that we're not going to get more individual seasons from them agreed and if they cancel daredevil i'm going to burn netflix (laughs) to the fucking ground after this season. yeah. yeah Yeah, that's not that's not allowed. That will that will like infuriate me. Like that's like Angel getting canceled. I'll be that pissed yeah. off. About
2: well, that that's the other. Still
1: talking about it twenty yeah, years later.
2: That was the other big Netflix news this week was that Daredevil season three did drop yesterday as we're recording this. And Mark and I have both gotten through. I've gotten through most of it. I'm on episode eleven. Finished
1: it last night. Of course you did.
2: Yeah, I, I would have finished it last night, but we went out to somebody's for somebody's birthday dinner, and then this morning I was
1: helping some people move, so I haven't finish those last couple episodes yet but nope it's been fucking good stuck the landing stuck the landing there's some weird stuff at the end but like if they're setting up for a nice season four i think it should be entertaining i'm excited yeah but we'll see what happens i loved
2: no, it I yeah i thought it was really good it is i think it's been a while since i've watched season two but i think i've been liking it more than season two so far and i i, I didn't dislike season
1: two. Oh, i loved season two uh i like it as much as i like season one which is saying a lot cuz i love season 1. Um yeah. i still think i still think the 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 Daredevil Punisher arc at the beginning of season 2 was probably my favorite storyline that any of these yeah. shows have done so far just cuz it's so cool to have somebody like finally tie in another character like that and have the two of them really like bounce off each other for a couple episodes like that was a Fair. lot of fun for me. Yeah.
0: I just really enjoyed season 1 of um of Daredevil so much. Oh, yeah.
1: You're going to like this because of that. Like, it, it feels very much like the actual sequel to season one. Like, it, it really... Oh, good. Okay. It's very Kingpin-focused. It's very, mm-hmm. like...
0: Oh, yes. Bring back Kingpin. Oh, oh they fucking... T-
1: in fucking... He... Like, He is
0: unbelievable year. as an actor. He's so talented. Vincent D'Onofrio... Yeah, if
1: you think you enjoyed the first season, like, he is... He's putting on a fucking masterclass this year. Yeah, it's crazy. And
0: that's the thing. That's the thing is that, like, I really desperately missed that villain because uh, I find that the more outrageous a villain becomes the less I want like the less I kind of believe them so when you have these villains like Kingpin who's so human but like so fucked up that you're just like yes yes sell me that performance bro because that was the one thing with the hand and everything in the second season of the Punisher and I was like the Punisher was a cool character but he wasn't a villain
1: yeah Yeah. Yeah. more of an anti-hero yeah but yeah, between him and so like Vincent D'Onofrio is fucking amazing, and the guy who is playing Bullseye, uh, who they don't really actually call Bullseye, but he's really fucking. Good. Everybody's solid in this. Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio are just carrying this entire show this year, though. Like yeah. they, are, I was super happy with the Bullseye stuff. Oh man, it's so good, so fucking. I'm gonna watch it again this week. That, I guarantee
2: it. That uh, that fight in the uh, in the uh, newspaper
1: office. Oh my That's god! Enough. That. Between that and the, uh, the fight in Enough. episode four, like the, yeah. prison thing. In the prison. Enough. It's not really spoiling you to say that this fucking prison. TV show... They've been in prison like every season so about. far. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. All
2: right. Well, moving on then before yeah. we spoil on something. The other things that Marvel is doing well, Black Panther 2 has now secured Ryan Coogler to write and direct Black Panther 2. I can't believe it took that long for that to happen. That's surprising yeah. to me. I'm sure he was just asking for a lot of money, and like, so they were, there's probably just negotiations happening. Probably, yeah. Although, yeah. like, I saw an article earlier this week that w- said something to the effect of Black Panther was earlier, it was this
1: year. That's how long this year has oh felt. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah it, was big, it was around <laughs> it's uh, February. Yeah, it was February. Yeah, it hasn't even been a year yet oh, since Black yeah. Panther came out. Yeah, but it feels yeah. so much longer. <laughs> yeah. God, it feels like it was two years ago now. Yeah.
2: In Whew. other. Disney related news got our first trailer for the live action Aladdin movie. I have not watched it.
0: It was just With a Will teaser. Smith. Did you
2: watch it, the Chris? Genie.
0: Oh, the genie's out. I didn't see him. It was just the uh, the teaser.
2: Yeah, I don't think there was any. I don't know. I didn't actually. I guess I can watch it now. It's only like a minute and a half. But it's not. Um, yeah, there's no nothing. genie in it. it. Yeah, it's just it's a minute and a half teaser. Which at that point, why don't you just do a fucking full trailer?
1: So are you so are you saying Will Smith's playing the genie? Yeah. Yes. Oh man! So does he grant him his? his like his? Is his way of fucking up the wishes like making them so that they're Scientology members afterwards? Is he a Scientologist? Is Will Smith a Scientologist. Are you guys fucking seriously? Yeah, yeah. He's a big.
0: Scientologist. No, he's not. He's gone like under he the totally radar
1: is. as a Scientologist. Then no, he's no. He goes. He does his. He does the on set thing. He tries to recruit people.
0: on
1: no. set. No. Smith. Yeah, him and Jada Pinkett Smith are huge in Scientology. Ew, they what? split up now, didn't they? What? I think now, but they were. They were at, at the time. They split huge up. Huge in Scientology. I think so yeah well, the, oh no no are they still together yeah, i don't know there was all i, I know, know is that, he's that, a scientologist.
2: They, that they split up i don't know if they still are split up or not but i don't think so mark mark is our fucking like t- local tmz expert apparently so he, he should we be we talked about this he loves it. this yeah.
0: stuff we talked about that <laughs> <laughs> I do, celeb
1: yeah. that's why
0: <laughs> that sweet, yeah, sweet sweet celeb goss. goss
1: i think it might be because of the scientology thing that i got so into it because i wanted to know who was a scientologist it was when jason lee found i found out jason lee was What the what? You didn't know that? Jason yeah, is, is a huge Scientologist.
0: That depresses me. I loved him.
1: Yeah. Be- Beck yeah, is the one that really
2: disappoints me because I want to oh, like Beck, Bec. but I fucking...
1: I fucking, I, hate, I fucking hate Beck now because that of that Scientology. That upsets as well. He hands out flyers at his shows to get people to recruit, even up here. God it's Jesus. illegal up here. That yeah. thing's a cult and they... The Canadian government recognizes yeah. it as a cult? Like the RCMP recognizes it as a cult? You're not allowed to do that shit. He still did it Did up you guys see the, the uh That's the L. Ron weird. Hubbard like uh
2: novels vendor table at Dragon Con? They're there every year. Yeah. No. Did, yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. they don't yes, like push yes, it yes, as yes, like yes. Scientology. They push them as like legit science fiction
1: novels, which is absolute horror. Yeah. Have you ever read any of his science fiction? I've read excerpts and they're yeah absolute Fucking horror. horrible. Yeah, yeah, they're horrible. The uh if you want a nice, good piss take on the Scientology thing, the last podcast guys did like a three-part episode about like how big a con the entire thing was and how big a shitbag he was. He's like the ultimate fail Gene Roddenberry Yeah, is what L. Ron Hubbard is. It's like it's pretty impressive how Gene Roddenberry ostensibly created the same kind of idea, but just turned it into a franchise and like made it a TV show and a bunch of movies and made a ton of money. And L. Ron Hubbard turned it into a cult. Yeah. And what's nice is that, like, they're they're not letting them sue people for talking about Scientology this way anymore. Because we used to, like, if we had done this, like, a year ago, they would have tried to sue the shit out of us if they found out about it. But now they're, like, getting shut down out of the courts, too. Because so. they're awful. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Pretty Agreed. terrible.
0: Awful, awful, awful.
1: Let's see what else did I have.
2: Going to the DC Warner Brothers side, Supergirl is finally going to introduce Lex Luthor. Because we've had Lena Luthor and on that show for a while
1: but we've had uh lana and her mother on the show uh lillian Lillian luther yeah lillian yeah too like why why is her name l too? like why is there so (laughs) many l's it's so dumb but either way yeah the the fact that they're introducing lex is i mean it's interesting i'm wondering if they're gonna actually have the superman character show up for that uh
2: superman i know he's in the crossover. yeah superman is definitely going to be in the crossover they released a picture of him in uh sort of a black suit that's sort of reminiscent of like the post-death of Superman suit, but could also just be like, this is a dark universe. So here's a Superman with a black costume.
1: Yeah. A lot of it looks like injustice uh what I've seen. Yeah, a little bit or,
2: or, uh, gods and monsters. Did you ever read that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: uh, Totally. Yeah. Gods and monsters. A little,
2: little bit like that too
1: that rumor is going around again about him getting his own show. Like a CW Superman show again is like floating to the surface.
2: I'd be down for that. So he, I, I, oh, I totally I've, watched great. eight episodes of Krypton at this point, and I've been really struggling to get to the last two. It hasn't been bad, but like I'm its target audience. It should have blown me. Like I should have been fully on board for it, but it was only kind of half on board. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. they're speaking of that CW flare crossover there was a poster released for it that showed so this is that elseworlds crossover so elseworlds is alternate universe like anything can happen kind of thing and on that poster it was barry in the green arrow costume and fuck
1: ollie, ollie oliver queen in the uh, flash costume did you see the other poster this oh, you probably i don't know if you, you it was on reddit somebody photoshopped uh steven amell Underneath uh, <laughs> Melissa's hair, so and <laughs> in, the the in, the girl, in the super girl costume, in the super, yeah, which was pretty fucking. I watched that. I watched that all <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: day long. Me too. I would watch that all day. <laughs> super funny. Nice. So yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward to that. And in other flash news, uh, the Flash movie has been delayed, which will probably not surprise anybody. Uh, but apparently, it is not necessarily because like they're having trouble getting it made or whatever, but just because Ezra Miller is. Not going to be available for a while because of the Fantastic Beast movies. Yeah. So. Mm.
1: There was a story going around this week, too, about. Um, oh, you know what? Never mind. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, the Marvel thing. They moved uh, one of the, the 20, I want to say the 2020 movies that Marvel has scheduled. They moved off the schedule. Like they've taken a movie off their schedule oh, in yeah? 2020. And the rumor going around is that it's Guardians mm. 3 being postponed. Or that made, makes sense. Whatever.
0: Of course, that's yeah, happening. So, yeah. Pretty bad, but kind of expected at this that? point. Yeah.
2: Yeah, basically. basically. This one is kind of weird. I've I've only watched bits and pieces of it, but apparently somebody took solo a Star Wars story and digitally or basically used like an AI algorithm to put Harrison Ford over Alden Ehrenreich for all of the Han Solo scenes. Like they've imposed his face and everything onto it. What? And it looks weird. It actually like to me it, it I mean it looks pretty good. But it doesn't look that different from Alden Ehrenreich, to be honest, to me. Like it's the the thing is, it's a little big because like they have to make it a little bit bigger, I guess, just to cover up. Yeah, to cover. Yeah, you to cover. Your mask uh, so it looks so. the scaling is a little bit off, but it, it actually looks really like it makes me think that Alden Ehrenreich was actually cast pretty well because like yeah. it does when you look at this. I mean, it's obviously they're imposing a, a de aged Harrison Ford on it too, mm-hmm. so
1: I think it 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 was interesting. I watched that again. Like, it's available to download now. Like, it's on the PlayStation Store and Mm -hmm. Apple, like the iTunes Store and stuff. I watched it again this week. I still had a fun, like, a a, a good time with it the second time through. So, I don't know why it did, why people are bitching about it so much. Like, it was fun. It wasn't great, but I'll watch it one day. Whatever. Well, now you can watch it at home. Like, it'll be, I think it might be on Netflix as soon as it comes out, too. So, you should just go sit down through it. Like, it's a, what, 90 90 minute, two hour movie that it's just kind of. Are the
2: Star Wars movies still on Netflix? I thought they started pulling them off now that. Last Jedi was still on there when I was flipping through this oh, yeah? morning. So, Star Wars. Clone Wars is on here. Rogue One is on there. Last Jedi is on there. Yeah.
1: Uh, Solo does not look like it is. Oh, I think that just came out. I don't even think it's on Blu-ray yet. Oh, so yeah. I think it's just digital yeah. right now because it's showing up on the torrent sites and it's showing up in my iTunes feeds and stuff. Yeah. So. Let's see. What else did I have? Well, since we're on a Star Wars news,
2: um, this is Star Wars comics, but it's also sort of political and sort of follows the whole like alt-right, comic skate bullshit that we've been talking about a little bit, so I think Mark probably knows what I'm about to talk about. Unfortunately. <laughs> there was a uh, an author, yeah, comic book writer called uh, Chuck Wendig. He was working on the Star Wars book at Marvel, was he not? Yeah, he was doing, he he wrote, what has he
1: written so far? I think he's already written he multiple, new.
2: Star, multiple of the been, star Wars yeah, titles. He's been bouncing
1: around the Star Wars corner of the Marvel publishing wing yeah. for the last like, year or so, uh, and he got into some shit on the internet and then got shit for it because
2: basically he just wasn't putting up with like alt-right trials yeah. and shit like that. And he was, he was very vocal about opposition to the current administration and you know, he used some like curse words and stuff like that. And between all of that, basically he became the newest target from the comics gate motherfuckers. And Marvel ended up firing him just like a couple weeks after they'd announced that he would be writing a new, miniseries called shadow of Vader. Yeah. Huh. And like, I've looked at the quotes and none of them like nothing. Yes. There's vulgarity in them, but nothing worse than what we not, say in this
1: podcast. I can guarantee you that I follow a yeah. guy on Twitter too. He's uh <laughs> he's a pretty talented guy. So I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah. That he- is getting fucked like it's this. Just, so hopefully it just sucks so bad that Disney
2: and Marvel are caving to all this bullshit because they're, and I guess it's just that
1: they're trying to like avoid controversy yeah, overall, that's, but that's the Disney way and it always has been is to everything is PG. Like you, like you yeah, have to be a PG sucks. personality to be a Disney personality, even though like, obviously we're in an era where they have Robert Downey Jr. as the lead. Yeah, the exactly. Universe. Like it doesn't, <laughs> make... they've got like so a, the... a massive former drug addict yeah. and
2: possibly current drug addict yeah. as well. Knows,
1: right, Like yeah. and, like all those guys are all juicing like crazy. So like the morality clause in most of these things are like maybe in and out the window a little bit. Cause like I love mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans and all those guys. But if you're telling me they're not on the fucking like on the gas to get that big, you like, you're yeah. out of your And fucking they're not mind. and they're not coked yeah. out of their minds on the fucking weekends yeah, and shit yeah. like that. And like I can only imagine if I was Chris Hem I mean, Chris Hems was married, so like I don't want to make an implication, but if I looked like that and was single, like you'd be cutting a swath through every place you go, you know what I mean? And yeah. a yeah.
2: It's
1: not like anybody's not gonna be tossing themselves at you. So Yeah. So I yeah. That's just unfortunate and I hate
2: seeing that shit happen and
1: Yeah, especially in the comics world, because that's a that's a I don't know, there's not really a lot of opportunity to get in and out of that. Or to get back into that world when she have been kicked out. So, like, if that was what he wanted yeah. to do for a living, he's fucked now. That sucks for him. And well, especially if it's just all right bullshit. But maybe he follows
2: the James Gunn path and DC scoops him up and starts putting him on some shit. Honestly, shape. if
1: I were Imager Millar World right now, I'd be like, fucking yeah, let's get, let's, let's embrace some controversy and get this guy in yeah. here and do a creator own thing. Like, let's do this now. Cause, yeah, that's the other thing with the Netflix stuff. He's got that contract. Millar World's got that contract with Netflix. So they might be starting to expunge Marvel stuff so they can build their own superhero brand and not have to worry about this. So there is that yeah, as that's well. Weird. I just that thought about possible. that. Sorry. I forgot about that. Yeah. But that was
2: everything I had. Like I said, the biggest stuff was those Marvel Netflix series getting uh yeah, canceled, which
1: is really fucking disappointing. But do you guys have anything else? No, I just like to point out that my knowledge of gossip and shit comes in real handy on this podcast. It
0: really does. It's so funny.
1: It. See? Because I know a lot of stuff. So Yeah, what and you guys make fun of me for being a DC fanboy, it's, and
2: I get shit for that all the time. So welcome that's to true. the fucking club, Mark. That's true. I just, like, I just think it's funny.
1: Super, <laughs> super. We all give each other say, shit. say,
0: nobody anyway, gets more uh, shit than I do. Let's be serious.
1: Alright, Harry Potter. Alright, <laughs> Harry Potter. Whatever you want to say. Alright, well it? with
2: that, let us move on to our Geek
0: of the Week.
2: of the week week. alright so (laughs) for our listeners this is the section of our podcast where we discuss the nerdiest things that we have done in the past 7 days or so let's go around to Christy since we don't have much news for Christy this week so Christy what was your nerdiest thing this
0: week nerdiest thing was definitely chatting with some girl for like 25 minutes after a ghost walked and about uh, ended last night about how much she believed she was haunted and I just kept like listening to her and like I felt nerdy because I was like, for a little while, I was into it. I was like, yeah, let's talk about this. It's cool. But then she just kept talking
2: and talking. Then you start being like, no, you're just insane. Yeah,
0: I was yeah like, that's I'm a. So sorry, I need you to go home. I'm yeah. cold.
2: I'm not getting paid anymore.
0: I'm tired. Oh, yeah. Um,. <laughs> And then my, um, my
1: fascination with the occult always kind of like hits that wall where as soon as somebody else starts talking about it, like they really believe it. I'm like, you're a crazy person. Yeah, no, that's nonsense. yeah it's exactly. really funny.
0: I know. That's kind of how I was feeling. I was like, I know that yeah. you're just like really into this new love talking about it because like you probably don't get an opportunity very often to be open about this
1: because people will think you're fucking crazy. So mm-hmm. yeah, but
0: but um, still. there was that and I was just kind of like, mm. And um, <laughs> then uh, also today we went to visit my grandparents, uh, Mark and I, and um, my Nana, I told her we had to go because I had the podcast. She's like, oh, honey, how do I listen to that? And I said, Nana, I need you to respect what I'm about to say and never listen to it. If you see anything that pops up on my Facebook that says Dance Robot Dance, you do not click it.
1: You just told her the title. You're fine. Yeah. She's listening to well, it right my now. Mark's
0: laughing Welcome. in the background.
2: Welcome to the yeah, podcast, yeah. Nana. We're happy no, to have you no, here. No. We're so happy she to, have you. So happy to, to have you here. She said she would
0: respect me. She'd never listen to it. She told me she, she grand, I looked at my granddad. I was like, you too. I don't want you to think differently of me. And he was Nana, like, Nana, you should
2: definitely listen to the, no. the episodes of the podcast where we no. discuss porn.
0: I, oh I I told her um, that she's kind of a joke on the podcast because there's so many times when I'm like, Nana, please, God, don't be listening to the podcast. And she was like, okay, honey, I'll never listen to it. And I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. Wait, does that mean you can share the podcast now?
1: Because yeah, like, you, you can share it, it whenever you want. Because you
2: don't have to worry about analyst I work at it. a
0: public institution. I will share the podcast. Keep it whatsoever. friends only. Share it friends I only. I have a lot of my friends are now from the gallery.
1: You're allowed to pick that's a list that you share stuff to. You can make a yeah, list la, of la, stuff la, to la, share. La, la, la.
0: Anyway. Yeah,
2: you're you're a social media manager. You know how to filter posts. You should know how to filter your posts. Yeah, pretty much.
0: So those were... I know it's not like super geeky or anything like that, but there was...
1: It's seasonal. What did
0: you break? Was it my wine <laughs> glass? Three and a half
1: house, guys. Was it
0: my wine house, glass? Guys.
2: Mark's in the background. Mark's breaking what, shit what, in Christie's house. No, which
0: one? Not Mickey, no.
2: <laughs> Mickey? Mickey Mouse? Well,
0: oh, he broke one of his classic Disney glasses.
2: Oh, no. Oh, no. Is it like the one of the...
0: Mouse Club?
2: Oh, was it uh, one of, the, like, the the McDonald's ones? Yeah. Remember they used to have those where you'd, yeah, spend, like, oh, an extra four bucks bad. or whatever. Yeah, That's mm-hmm. too bad. I mean, those were fucking mass-produced. Like, that's replaceable. eBay. Yeah. yeah, I would eBay the shit out of that. Um, and probably not even that expensive, so. Yeah.
1: No,
0: probably
2: not. Uh, All right, Mark, what was, was that everything, Christy?
1: Uh, yeah, that was me. Mark, what was your Geek of the Week? I mean, it's honestly, I pretty much watched Daredevil in, like, 14 hours or some shit like that, like some insane no, no, low number. But what actually the actual geekiest thing, what I wanted to actually talk about is so Tim and I can actually have a quick conversation. Yeah, this is going to be mine too. I watched Venom in the middle of (laughs) Daredevil yesterday, so I I was (sighs) watching Daredevil while I was working yesterday. And then on the way home, I stopped and was like, I'm going to go see Venom. And I went and saw Venom. It's so fucking bad, guys. It's so bad. It's really fucking bad. Don't go see it. It's really fucking bad. Do not give this your money. Do not encourage them to make more of these. The fact that they've already made like $300 million on this, it's like, they're going to make another one. Like, it's fucked. We're, We're done. It is horrifically bad for the first hour and like 10 minutes. And then it gets like entertaining. Never good. No. But like entertaining for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. And then it's like, it just ends. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? That was weird. Yeah. Like. The ending is so anticlimactic that it didn't even matter. And yeah, like the it, best part Venom. of the movie is like bro Venom, like Venom who's trying to help out Eddie Brock. And that doesn't happen until the last 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah, bro exactly. Venom. He does. It's awesome. Like the Venom just starts deciding like he needs to help Eddie Brock do everything, including like win back his ex-girlfriend and like. Yeah, but in the Venom way kind of shit. thing. But in a Venom way, yeah. it's kind of, it's like, do you want me to kill him? It's like, no, no, yeah. no yeah. killing. <laughs> yeah, I'll bite his fucking head off for you because yeah. I'm Venom. Like that kind of stuff. Like, that's cool. Like, I like that kind of idea about it but everything else is just like like I don't know what the fuck Tom Hardy was doing no the entire performance was absolute fucking garbage garbage. hot hot fucking no no he was not even it was like cage levels of insanity is what it was he looked like he was coked out of his fucking mind just just, bouncing around goddamn frame it was I just
2: don't know what he was trying to do but he was trying to do something really hard it just didn't work it just did not connect (laughs) at all it was really weird and I like Tom Hardy who voiced uh, Venom Tom Hardy. Oh, he did. So they just modulated yeah, his did, voice. Names. He used his own voice. It, it almost sounded like, uh, uh, like oh, what the fuck the guy's name that played uh, the cape and the, or he was on the cape and then was on Community and then they kept making references to him. My he was on like the no 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 the 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 black guy that was on the last like one or two
1: seasons of Community. Oh, he, I know who he you're was the computer about,
2: programmer for that like yeah. Lawnmower Man
1: episode. Yeah, the episode. The, I can't remember the actor's name though. Yeah. So. Sorry. But he very much, yeah, he was, like, was, that was who I expected to, it to be. Have done the voice. Okay. Yeah, no, it was actually, it was Tom Hardy. It was such a weird cast, too, because it's like, they've got Tom Hardy, who's hugely famous, and then Michelle Williams, which is really random. nowhere. And then, yeah, yeah and then and Jenny Slate that they kind of waste, yeah. and then nobody. And I was like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Like, you've got Jenny Slate here, who's hilarious. I kept like fucking, And she kept does- yeah, she's great, but in this movie, she was terrible. Uh. I mean, her, her, yeah, she does because she does nothing. Yeah. They did nothing with her; like they just made her look kind of scared and run around. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I guess that's something you can do with Jenny Slate. But. The only thing she did was produce "Symbiote" wrong. Yeah, a, a lot. <laughs> I think kind of everybody in the movie pronounced it wrong at least once or twice. Yeah. So it was like it was a little. It was just yeah. it was a it's shit show. I have no idea instead of "Symbiote" and it was no. yeah, "Symbiote" and "Symbiote" yeah. and "Symbiote." <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, who, I don't even know how to pronounce it right anymore because of this movie. Like. Yeah. I forget how to pronounce it properly. Yep. But it's a it's a shit show. I was I was very happy to get home <laughs> to start watching Daredevil again. Cause I was like, man, the quality It's like night and day. And I, I should not have gone like I've watched seven episodes of Daredevil and then yeah, watched. This really high
2: quality serialized yeah. show and
1: that like I'm super into like it's so right up my alley and then I go watch this other thing and I'm like what the flying fuck and I don't even like the Venom character that much and it leans into all the tropes of the Venom character that I dislike the most so I'm like all right I guess but like holy shit yeah. weird movie yeah, the, weird fucking movie that,
2: that is my geek of the week as well is that I took the hit for you listeners and I went and fucking watched Venom as well and it yeah. is fucking it's hot garbage uh, the mm. best part of the movie was the Cheetos popcorn that I finally tried at the theater. Oh, is it good? Yeah. Is good. Oh, nice, so nice. I can
1: recommend that. At least <laughs> I tried one of those Arctic Cokes while I was at the theater the other day with the little oh, yeah. thing that turns everything to slushy. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was cool watching the Coke, like half freeze. I think that was yeah, the best yeah. part of the movie to me was the half frozen Coke. I drank coke while slushy. I was watching it. Yeah. Sad days guys. Sad. fucking days. Tom Hardy
2: was terrible. Story's fucking awful. It was way too long. I I think I'm kind of with Mark, like the Venom riot fight at the end was done pretty well. Like it was at least entertaining. Uh, It it was
1: too short. Like it was like 10 minutes too short. They could have done another couple minutes of that fight. It was, that was the best part of the movie. And they just kind of ended weird. Like, yeah,
2: but I mean, they at least nailed the effects and stuff on that, but it wasn't worth slogging through the first like 80 minutes of this pile Mm. of trash to get to that. Honestly
1: the best part of the movie was the uh, into the spider verse short that's at the very end of it. Yeah. Like, that was like that's fucking amazing. That looks fantastic, but the rest of that yeah. was like cool.
2: Oh, it was just tacked on about, too. We no. We got, a, we got, we got, a, we got a, I don't want to talk
1: about Carnage. Can we talk about the wig at the very least? Fuck. <sighs> like <laughs> so the
2: poser, the mid credits scene is Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy who any Marvel fan knows uh, really ends up becoming Carnage. He's this basically like uh,
1: I don't want to say insane, shitty venom is usually what.
2: Yeah, I, exactly. I don't want to say like Cletus Cassidy is this Anthony Hopkins, silence of the lamb type guy, Hannibal Lecter
1: type guy. Cause it's like a garbage version of that character. He's supposed to be Marvel's version of the Joker, but just yeah. with a symbiote. So that's kind of how they play him most of the time. But I yeah, mean, it's this
2: insane he's murderer character. and yeah, they had Woody Harrelson playing him with the worst
1: fucking curly red wig It was like a fucking Ronald McDonald wig. It was so brightly red. It was crazy. I was like, well, who the fuck thought that was a good idea? Like, yeah, what? What? And especially on Woody Harrelson, who we all know is basically bald at this point. Having a full-on super thick bright red bro on his head was really fucked up. Like, really weird. So, I don't know. Anyway. Don't go see Venom. <laughs> don't go do see Venom, do guys. That. Don't do it. Yeah. Wait. If it shows up on Netflix, get super baked and watch it. That's what I would recommend. Uh, okay. I don't even know if that could get me through it. Watch the last, last half hour. Yeah. That's all you really want to watch. Like, yeah. fast forward. Fast forward to the bits where you get to see Jenny Slate, at least, because she's cute and stuff. Right? Like, fast <laughs> forward, awesome. Watch that part. Fair enough. The rest of it. Woo. Yeah. Give it a pass. Yeah. Pass
2: That's it. our official recommendation. There's very few things we will honestly just say don't go see but this is
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) one of them I can't believe it did that well like that blew me away
2: (sighs) alright well with that let's move on to something that I at least think that you should go find and see Uh, we're going to go on to our meat of the episode
0: meat of the episode
2: Sonic Infectious Meat That's it. That's all we got. All right. Sure. I think that's all we got this time. Um, all right. so, <laughs> yeah, that's all we got. That's so fun. this is the third part of our Halloween movie series and this week it was my pick and I picked the uh, Canadian indie film or indie horror movie Pontypool for everybody to watch which came out in 2008 directed by Bruce McDonald who also directed Hardcore Logo and yeah. several other indie films. Uh, based on a novel by Tony Burgess called Pontypool Changes and uh, Everything, it is very much a Canadian film. It, Pontypool is an actual small town uh, about an hour east of Toronto, like between Oshawa and Peterborough.
1: Yes, it is. Um, actually, not not super far from me. Actually, like it's it's within it's within driving shot yeah. to me. So yeah, 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 it's pretty close.
2: Yeah, so let's just start out with just general impressions of the movie. How you found it overall, whether you enjoyed it, whether you didn't. Let's go to Christy. Well,
0: I enjoyed it. I thought it had a very good build of of tension. I thought it was smartly written for the most part in a lot of ways. And that I liked that it didn't have this outrageously large cast. You only saw the kind of the horde of people near the last like third of the movie and it's
1: like 25 people that they just kind of like shuffle around a lot too so
0: yeah yeah but i thought the acting was pretty good for the most part save i didn't like the doctor no
2: that's my yeah
0: (laughs) yeah but i thought the main two characters were pretty good i did think it was a pretty obtuse abstract (laughs) idea
2: (laughs) that's my that's my fucking choice (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah and it actually wasn't as weird as i thought something you would choose was going to be tim if i'm being completely honest i could have
2: picked something worse but it,
1: you wouldn't have watched it
0: yeah i wouldn't have i would have been very <laughs> uncomfortable overall like i i was entertained i don't think i'll ever watch it again
1: oh well, <laughs> i've already watched it twice it's great have you yeah i thought it was awesome i like bruce mcdonald a lot like i'm a big hardcore logo fan though so
0: yeah i just you know what i i I was entertained, which is the point. It didn't feel very Halloween inspired to me, but it was. A, I thought it was thrilling, and it was, it was, a, it was a fun sit. Save for like, there were a couple of, I'll, I'll talk about my gripes when we get there. But yeah, um, yeah I enjoyed it. I'd, I'd give it like a B. Good, nice. nice.
1: All right, Mark. Uh, I had a fucking blast with it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Like everything about. Bruce McDonald's kind of aesthetic always kind of works for me. Like I was a big hardcore logo guy, watched a couple of his movies in school and stuff like that. So I'm acquainted with his film style, I guess, or his di- directorial style, I guess I should say. But like, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I have a, a, a weird fondness for that idea of like a small town DJ kind of thing. Cause mm-hmm. it was something I thought about doing yeah. at one point was being a DJ it was something that I was always kind of fascinated by. So seeing him just kind of in, like interacting with the, the studio staff and stuff like that was kind of fun even if it was talk and not just like music playing, DJing kind of thing. But so that was kind of cool. And like, I liked all the actors. I thought they were all great. I really enjoyed, um, especially the main three, primarily like uh, Steve who played Mazzy. Yeah. Yeah. Mazzy. And uh, I can't remember their names now, but like the, the lead woman and his assistant, (laughs) like um, the army girl, God damn it. All their names. Uh, Sydney, Sydney and Laura land. Yeah, that's it. Sydney and Laura land. They were both great. Of course they put somebody who would be like, the archetypal girl I had a crush on in college behind the the desk there. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, when she died, I was upset. But other than that, spoilers.
0: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yes, we're having a movie review. Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly. But no, I thought like just general overall impressions. Like I thought it was great. Like I'd give it an A right now. We're going to give it grays early on. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Good,
2: good. I guess this is going to be the one that we all pretty much uh, enjoyed for the most part. Yeah. Because um, I also really enjoyed it. I, I wasn't sure I was going to when I first assigned it because uh, I think I mentioned this previously. I wasn't the, one of the reasons I chose to assign it was because I thought that it was something that I needed to give another watch to really, like, really understand it and really get it and really form a proper opinion on it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this was my second viewing of it. The first time I viewed it was probably at least four or five years ago. And, yes, I definitely enjoyed it for me. Ponty pool is an example of a really good, like a great indie horror movie. It tells a story that's limited in scope for the most part. It understands its limitations, which is crucial in a lower budget film like this. And it kept me captivated and engaged pretty much the whole time. Yeah. And I can honestly say that this is a movie where when I watched it the first time, I knew a little bit about it, but not much. And I I could not say when I went into it that I knew where it was going. So it definitely surprised me, which is something not a lot of movies can do these days.
0: Fair. Sure. Yeah, um, fair.
2: So I think we already went into this a little bit. Uh, had either of you actually heard about this movie before I assigned it? Uh, Christy?
0: Not even remotely <laughs> ever.
2: <laughs> no. My
0: Mark had, though. My Mark had seen it.
2: Okay. Yeah, it Did sense. you watch I- it with him this time?
0: No, he wanted to, but we didn't have a lot of time this week. Mm. So. All right.
2: Mark, I think you said you had heard it before.
1: I had heard of it. I'd never seen it before. Um, Like I said, Bruce McDonald, like Hardcore Logo is a movie that is basically like a, if you're a Canadian indie band, it's kind of like the Bible for touring in a lot of ways. Like it's one of those things that people just kind of like toss at each other. If you're in a band, like you, have, you haven't seen Hardcore Logo, you got to see Hardcore Logo. It's mm-hmm. very much that kind of story. So I like, I was aware of Bruce McDonald's like, continuing to work and obviously like after hardcore logo and i knew he had made this horror movie but i just i never saw it because i didn't even know how to source half the shit half the time before the internet right so i'd be like yeah, well, yeah. how do i find it this? come out how do i find this like whatever now it was pretty easy like i just i mean i am to be I, I <laughs> yeah but uh, like to actually watch it i got a hold of it pretty easy but yeah i i had heard of it before because bruce mcdonald kind of comes up in my circles a little bit more than he probably does in the average person's yeah. uh circles so
2: i obviously did because i'm the one that that assigned it uh but i know remember the first way that i ended up hearing about it because it didn't get wide release or anything like that uh, was pretty sure one of bloody disgusting Uh, if anybody's familiar with that website they put out these like annual lists of horror movies that they recommend and they're each of their staffers put out their own list and that's one of the places i usually go to to find sort of horror movies that have flown under the radar, but that are appreciated by like horror fans and horror aficionados. So yeah, I'm sure it was on one of those lists and I usually like every couple of years, I'll go and download a bunch of those movies and then just watch them kind of as I have time. So that's, I think I'm pretty sure how I first uh, heard about it. Uh, Yeah. So we've already, we haven't really gone into like the concept of the movie overall, but because I want to hear everybody's interpretation on the concept behind the movie but first, I want to talk about whether you think that it achieves its concept. I mean, it's obviously pretty out there. Like Christy said, it's pretty high concept. Do you think that it it succeeds overall in sort of what it sets out to convey? Uh, back to you, Christy.
0: Well, I think that it gets there by the end. But it, it's a long stroll for a very quick solving, like solution.
2: Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, it gives you a little bit at a time, and then by the time you figure it out, you're exactly. Like, okay, now because then they I do have that weird
0: little black and white cut at the end, and you're like, "What?" But yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. But um, we'll talk
2: about that, I think. <laughs> which
0: I almost missed because I almost didn't watch right through the credits. But mm-hmm. I think that it achieves the purpose of what it's trying to do, but it takes a long time to get there, and you really have to listen and watch and engage to the little things like background of radio and like the, the doctor's performance was so abysmal that I really struggled to like, listen to what he was saying. <laughs> Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I feel the same way. I think we'll, we'll probably have more discussion on the doctor later. Yeah. I,
1: I, I, I see where you're coming from. How about you, Mark? Uh, I thought it, it kind of, it, I mean like, yeah, it gets there eventually. It's not uh, a concept I'm not, I'm unfamiliar with like the idea of a, a thought transmitted uh, infection like that is infection. it's kind of an old sci-fi trope that has come up like there's an Isaac Asimov story in the 50s that has this trope used in it so like as it started to happen and they started talking about it being spread through language I'm like oh I've seen this before like I understand yeah it's trying to convey so I may have had a, a quicker grasp on what was going on if you were like because I'm familiar with that kind of stuff than like regular people may have or whatever <laughs> Someone who's not Hasn't read all this stupid nonsense like I have. Um, yeah. So like, I kind of caught it quick. Like, it, it's very reminiscent of a, an issue of Warren Ellis' Global Frequency where they they get kind of dropped into a situation very similar to this where it's like a thought form infection is attacking a small town and it's spread by yeah. language kind of thing. So I was like, oh, I get it. It's a like global frequency, but it's like instead of the global frequency team, I'm watching like the fucking radio, ta- radio people inside that global frequency drop kind of thing. So...
2: Okay, I think yes, it overall achieves what it it, it it achieves its concept overall. I think it does leave some stuff a little bit open ended, and that is just Perfect. up to your personal taste if you like that or not. I mean, I I was into that, but I could see how some people might have wanted a little bit more explanation as well.
0: I was kind of i I don't mind films that leave stuff open ended as long as that open ended is is earned.
1: Yeah. See, I always like it. If they're going to leave it open-ended, you have to give me all the information I need to come up That's
0: with. That's what I mean. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Yeah. You have
1: yeah. to kind of like give me the pieces that I need to come up with the conclusion that I want to come up with or like that gives me a solid basis for that conclusion. Because mm-hmm. if you just kind of let a bunch of shit float and then don't answer anything, I'm like, well, you didn't really give me the pieces. Why did kind of, I like, sit around this whole well, time? Well, yeah, but if you didn't, especially if you don't even give me the pieces to kind of like at least put together my own little thought about what's going on kind of thing. So. Yeah. Which I thought it did. Like, it gave me enough that I was like, even if I hadn't, like, kind of caught the trope early, I was like, oh, I kind of know what's yeah. going on, so.
0: I had an idea of what the trope oh, was God. because um, because you had mentioned before, Tim, that the film was a little more highbrow. I just did a little research without spoiling mm-hmm. about a little, a synopsis, little synopsis just so I had an idea going in and it wasn't just like, what the fuck, so.
2: Mm-hmm. Which I think is fair. I think most people probably go into movies knowing at least what the general yeah. storyline is, even if you don't know the details. So, yeah. All right, so here's where I want to actually jump a little bit more into the actual plot and or the concept of the movie. Um, and because it is not ever... You could argue that it's expressly explained, but there's still gaps in it sort of thing. So I want everybody to talk about... This is obviously a spin on a zombie movie where there's an infection that is transmitted somehow versus language beyond that how do how do each of you guys sort of perceive that that infection process like how it how the infections transmitted how it develops like the course of the disease that kind of thing christy
0: okay this is where i struggled a bit because i language i i understand the concept that it is attached to the brain but where I struggled was that they just didn't explain that well enough. There were a lot of holes mm-hmm. in the argument as to how it happened and how quickly. At the end of the movie, "kiss me," "kill" means "kiss." I was like,
2: "Yeah, rewiring the understanding." Yeah, but
0: then she could still say yeah. "kill" and understand what she was saying. So, mm-hmm. really, my struggle was how easily he fixed her, and I got that it was that idea that when you say a word over and over and over again, it loses its meaning. But then yeah. everyone, the whole problem was that they were saying they were fixating on that word, like "breathe, breathe," or uh, what was the one or that "mommy"?
2: One was "mommy"? Mommy I think.
0: and uh, so su- not success. She said the one with an
2: "s." Oh, I can't. S- I can't remember what uh, what Laurel Land yeah. was.
0: Um, it wasn't like m-
2: one was missing. I think too
0: missing. That was it her. Was, well, I, feel I like think that was her. one of her. Yeah,
1: because she was talking about she was talking about missing Mazzy um, yeah. at one point. That, right,
0: right. Guess, you're right. That, I was thinking. What was the one I was thinking of? And then, like, kill, 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 breathe. But for me, I I think that maybe it came too late, and it was just there wasn't time to process the idea of a cure. And I kind of wish that there there wasn't. I wish they'd had to keep speaking in French. Mm-hmm. But I didn't understand the, the logic of it just being English and where all of these people suddenly flooded out of, like... Oh, yeah. Dr. what started it like what about the language was the trigger
1: my see that's more i got lost because the transmission vector is where i kind of like lose the thread of how it works like it doesn't yeah. it makes sense that you're infected and then you start having like a loop in your brain like you have some kind yeah, of the words problem in your the wiring of your yeah brain. but it's like how does that tr- problem transfer from like me to you just via me talking to you like that exactly. doesn't make any sense so it's almost like there's a biological component that they don't yeah factor into like it's a, either a pre-existing condition in the human brain that can happen or like there's a you could kind of like i sat here and, like this is me right so i sat here and like what do i think it is and i sat there and wrote out 15 yeah. different options that like sci-fi yeah. mark would like accept as a thing and the only one i could think of was there's already something in our either it's predisposed or it's in the environment now that has yeah. caused this infection to start up and mm-hmm. it, it causes a short in the brain and that's where that trigger can hit and then once that trigger hits it Cascade Holy out. shit! I just saw a that's cat jump off yeah. the wall behind you, Mark. Is there now a cat yeah, on top uh, of your yeah. shelf? Yeah, he's uh, he's a fucking monster. Look, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look at him. He's so cute. Yeah, that's where that's where he hangs out most of the time. They both do actually. You'll find them up there curled up <laughs> together on that back all the time. So
2: cute.
1: So for me, the the transmission is not doesn't lie so much
2: in the language itself as it does in the comprehension of a term where. And it differs from person to person. Like they do address that to some extent where they say that different people yeah. have different words that sort of trigger and that get caught. And um, mm. there's one, there's one part where they talk about it being potentially terms of endearment,
1: but that's never really explored to great degree. Well, they, they talk about how, where it starts, where he, he assumes it starts because of that. Um, the, the cat yeah. poster, right? The yeah. honey cat poster. Like that's where but he why? seems to think it, because "honey" is a term of endearment that you would repeat, and he was repeating like he had that prerecord that was playing on the radio over and over again. And he, th- yeah, like and that's that was what theory. almost got stuck for him. Yeah, and because that's what he, where he almost got stuck, that's what his assumption was of it. At least that's what mm-hmm. I kind of caught. Either way, I, don't, I had a lot of fun. Like this is a thought experiment. Was almost more fun than actually watching the movie, and I enjoyed the shit out of the movie. But I was just trying to put <laughs> everything together. So but that's yeah.
0: that's where I was getting frustrated. Was because again, it was like what Tim said a little bit earlier. You. There were some things that were just completely neglected to the point that like nothing was talked about for the biological component. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that biological component to me is a virus. A virus is not something that just spreads through language perceptively. It has to have some sort of like so thing.
2: Yeah, the cool thing for me is that this is a movie that came out like ten years ago at this point, where that concept of virality of ideas and thoughts and stuff like that was still sort of coming into still gelling in the like consciousness. And that is, I think that's the main impetus for this movie is, is, and that's why this movie came out when it did and was made when it did was because it was playing with that idea of like memification of term or that, or, you know, something going viral to the point where it actually infects you. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean I th- the thing for me that that brings it back to comprehension rather than actual oral words or oral language is the fact that Laurelland is um, still latched onto them because she's reading lips because of her military experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it brings in the whole idea of like, it could be written word. It could be sign language or something like that it could still carry it because you're still, your brain is still processing that as English. Yeah. So there's still some, some, yeah. So it has to be through comprehension.
1: Yeah. I read that it. Infected term. Yes. Yeah, I always, I read it as like, just because it doesn't make any sense that the actual language is infected. Like that just doesn't mm-hmm. process properly. I, I read it more as like a, infection of the part of the brain that interprets language like that's yeah. how i kind of read it and that's, and that's
2: what that's, that's what makes you susceptible to yeah. infection via like you have via the language okay I yeah like that. you have
1: some kind of congenital weakness or like you've been infected that has caused a weakness in your brain structure that allows for that loop to lock in on so you then so then what's that
0: mm-hmm. biological con- connection then to finding someone who says the same word and finding that you have to find them to commit suicide because that's where i got lost was that they had to find a partner who would kill them for them. It, it, what? Like,
1: the, the thing was like, they were trying to find somebody to infect, like to, to infect, it, to transmit. It, to. Well, Yeah. To infect. But I always thought it was like somebody to activate the infection in was kind of how I like, because of the way I was reading mm-hmm. it, the infection, like that kind of thing. Like they would go and activate the infection in the next person and that person would kill them. And that's the continuing line of the the disease. Right. Like, so that next so it's person. A parasite moving from one host to another. Um, well, I don't know. It's hard to explain.
0: That's what like, lost feels me, though, like a big... was the, yeah. the suicide slash committing murder that needed to happen. And like that moment when they're like, this person killed this person who killed four other people. And these four other people died because the- and then this person committed, like killed eight other people. Blah, 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 blah. And they were talking mm-hmm. about this small town and no one was talking. Like the fact that he had all these murders on a well, piece of paper and nobody was talking about it in this tiny town Except, like, he was just talking about it so, like, casually on the radio. And then...
2: That was one scene that didn't really work no. for me, was that whole, that in-memoriam thing. Like, I, I... I thought it was I kept, funny. I, yeah, I kept thinking, okay, yeah, this is chilling because it's giving an idea of the scope of the infection and the and the death toll. But in this chaos situation, there's no way that they're actually getting that information yeah, in yeah, to yeah. be able to put out. And, on, on and that
0: was my other thing, was that There was the idea of you know if you don't spread the infection you die.
2: Die, But is that
0: because your brain has an aneurysm because it can't function any other way uh, like through your body because it's so meticulously focused on this one word? Like there was just some stuff that was lost on me.
2: Uh, Well, my impression is that the the host basically burns out. Is that it can only the it can only sustain the infection for so long without transmitting it to someone else. And if it doesn't, if it's not able to transmit it to someone else like Laurel, like in the case of Laurel Ann, then it just burns out the body and you fucking apparently violently
1: vomit crazy amounts of blood and die. See, I kind of looked at part of it as like, you know how like if you don't, there's stories about like vampires, if you don't feed fast enough, like you, it the the change doesn't take. I always Mm -hmm. thought, I thought that was it. I thought them eating Another human was a catalyst for the change to kind of like solidify it locks and let them, them in. Going. Okay. okay, yeah. But here is like, the
0: thing: we only heard about people getting eaten eaten very rarely. It wasn't about getting eaten; it was about killing. Because you know, there were was getting... one guy who lost his hands, like his hands were eaten by somebody else. Yeah. but
1: he—you said eaten though, right? So somebody ate ate his hands, which catalyzed that other person to continue on and like become part of the horde. Because you talk about like a roaming horde of these things of people anyway, like of these infected people moving around the town, right? Like, that's why the army gets sent in, all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So they must be able to catalyze the infection to the point where, like, it stabilizes so they're not just dropping dead after a couple hours like Lorraine did. Yeah. Which was really gross. (laughs) I think it's also... I think it's purposeful as well. Because this is an
2: indie movie and essentially a bottle movie, because we never really get much outside of the radio station, we're only ever... You know, think about this in a if this were quote unquote real life in that situation, you would just be getting bits of pieces of information and trying to piece it together exactly like we're doing right now.
0: Yeah. And I I understand that, but still for him to find a solution then when he's only got these bits and pieces.
1: Well, he found the solution that worked out for him. He worked out the solution on himself. Like that was the whole point of him like mumbling to himself was him working through it Mm -hmm. himself. Like. Countermanding he was so good, like the whole I think the point of the movie, or at least like of him being relatively immune to it, was that his grasp of the English language was so broad that he couldn't get caught in any particular word because he understood how the language flowed out from there. Like there's just so much knowledge in him of the language that he couldn't get caught in one spot. Okay. So he figured out a way that, like, if I can unlock like or confuse the meaning of it, and you can confuse the meaning of a word in your own brain just by repetition. Like if you say the word word. Repeatedly, eventually your brain's not gonna like meaning, yeah. recognize it anymore. So that made sense to me in a way because you can cause like a weird dysphasia effect in That's yourself true. by doing that. Because yeah. all of a sudden the word doesn't, and that and that works really well with that that opening story of the the,
2: the cat from Pont Pont de Lac or Pont de Frac or whatever it is. Yeah, um Frack. where where yeah, we're there. He's clearly playing with or showing sort of you know just quirks of language in general kind of thing and how yeah. how it can play tricks on your mind even when it's not yeah not intentional or yeah. I don't I'll know. say yeah. this.
0: Yeah. I really, really, really found the opening compelling. I really enjoyed the opening with that kind of not a diatribe, but that monologue he was delivering. I yeah. wish that we had seen yeah. more of that throughout the film, because to me he looked like just kind of a drunk DJ who was over the small town who just wanted to like talk politics. Like he didn't talk about language enough to convince me that that was something he was really into until that last moment, which like was a great moment, but we hadn't heard him talk about that since the beginning. And like, that was easy to forget in the development of his character that did not seem to have any care about language after that. And we didn't even see him say those things.
1: See, I think, uh that might just be I caught it I don't know I, it made sense to me just because of the way he spoke like he used a a way broader like vocabulary than anybody else in there just in his, he was going so like it's communicated maybe not as effectively yeah. as it needs to be, but it is there, I think like there you he clearly had a deep interest
2: in uh literature and storytelling and that sort of yeah. thing, and I think that for me was what made it believable that he was able to work out that, yeah, you can stave off the infection. If you can rewire your brain to change the meaning of a word or change your comprehension of a word.
0: Yeah. And I, I, the thing that I'm arguing is not that I think that it was poorly done in that moment. I wish that there had been more of that in his character, like the actual focusing on his understanding of language Mm-hmm. Well, because the doctor was the one who gave us all the stuff and he just sat there listening and kind of nodding along. I wish that he had interjected because there were opportunities for him to say, wait, so blah, blah, blah. And then they could have been like, How do you know that? And he can be like, I've always had an interest in language. You know, even just one line or something to mm-hmm. connect his character development. To something that was previously already a part of who he was, it didn't need to be something to fixate on. But not once did he mention his love of language.
2: Fair enough. I think Mark and I are just saying we, it, it was implied for us, and we didn't need it spelled yeah. out. But I can understand that. I mean, that's that's very much you know personal perception kind of thing. Yeah. You want them to show? Not no, no, no. I'm, like they told us. I'm okay with. I'm okay show.
0: with show. You mean
2: they showed but didn't tell
0: yeah they showed but didn't yeah, tell that's right and i'm okay yeah. with that when it works with the character but i found that if you were just someone watching the film from a kind of a perspective like someone like me who's sitting there not looking for the deeper messages right away mm-hmm. and doesn't have the time of like mm-hmm. the kind of discussion that we're having you would be lost on that so i think that for a general yeah. audience one sentence would have been Enough, not to like spell it out into your face, not to spit it into your, you know, into the fiction of the world, but something just to acknowledge the fact that this guy was, had a vested interest in language and understood it on a visceral level that other people might not have.
2: Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So I think we've gotten, I think we got a good amount of discussion. Out of that. I thought that was going to be a good, good yeah, discussion yeah. generating question. Uh So moving on from that, now that we've talked sort of about the infection itself, what words do you think would could become or terms or whatever would become you would would be susceptible to infection
1: for each of Mm. you? Uh, We just heard a bunch from Christy. How about Mark? Anything come to mind? Uh, I think any like if you if it was something that you I don't like I didn't quite understand where the like how the word significance to each individual person would. Lock in. So if it's just like if it's a term, in, term of endearment, probably you're not going to get locked in because I don't use a lot of those. But if it's just like a word you can get locked into, I mean, fuck, I say fuck every third. Yeah, word. So like, I thought that too. Curse words for sure. That. I'm like, curse words would like I would trip on probably because I'm used them constantly. <laughs> so there's that. I like to think that I would be fucking immune, like he was, just because I understand language and shit. You know what I mean? Like I, I think I would, I hope anyway that I would be able to kind of figure that out, kind of thing. But who knows? Yeah. So. I identified with him more than I probably should have,
2: actually. <laughs> this this aging uh, burnt out wreck er, a- DJ. Yeah, shock shock. shock. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Oddly, oddly identified with him <laughs> quite a bit. So uh, how about you, Christy? What would get stuck for you?
0: Uh for me, I think it would be words like bigger words that I really like to use a lot, like visceral. Um I uh, Intense. Intense.
1: I, uh, what's the other one Iconic? you. Like? Iconic. Iconic.
2: <laughs> Iconic. Geez. That was like our first like 10 episodes where we just kept <laughs> fucking Iconic, overusing the shit. Out of yeah,
1: Iconic. Iconic was, yeah. Iconic <laughs> got used a lot.
0: A lot, a lot. <laughs> I say serendipitous a lot. It's one of my favorite words, which would really depress me.
1: Really? I've never, I don't think I've ever actually heard it. I say, say it a
0: lot in day to day conversation. I would, a lot of my positive words would probably be taken like, oh, that's amazing or wonderful. But if it was to be terms of endearment, it would be hun, sweetheart, love. Yeah, because I call.
1: Yeah. You call Mark sweetie all the time. That's like the one I, I feel, I feel like that would be the word. That's the one Alicia and I use for each other the
2: most too. And that is the one. Yeah, sweetie, I think is one for me that would uh, potentially get stuck. Um, curse words as well, because yeah. yeah, Mark's right. Like they've already started to lose meaning because we just incorporate mm-hmm. them into sentences kind of thing. I just fucking
1: use fuck a lot. Guys. Like it just fucking has so many fucking uses. It does. Just it's just it's a very, it it's, it's a fucking it versatile word. It
0: is. It's versatile. It is,
1: it's yeah. Oh, very, uh, very, very fucking versatile.
0: Yeah. No, I just I, I use a lot of just a lot of words that I love that I would just be very sad because I know that they would.
1: Yeah. Become,
0: but fuck, I think would affect a lot of people. <laughs> I don't,
1: yeah. 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 Fuck would. Break, like break I think world. that would basically yeah. break society if that word that word was like infected and caused people to trip out yeah. like that. At least the a younger whole world generation would be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know, man. Like, have you heard your parents talk? <laughs> like, well, I mean, your dad's a priest, dad says but, it all the time. Like, does he? Well, then there you go, right? And he's a priest. <laughs> so, like.
0: My grandparents wouldn't though. Yeah. So Nana, that's a generation Nana I think, but,
1: Like, his, Nana wouldn't get
2: stuck with curse words.
1: So our last line of defense is like <laughs> set in Occitan oc- 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 <laughs> oc- like we're, we're was like, waspy g- grandmas. <laughs> who, who, who've never said the word fuck oh, they think it's like a sin. uh
2: and the other one that that uh ones that jump out for me because i like talk to my dogs in sort of baby talk so much like i think their names would yeah. probably start to lose meaning because it's like if gordon right beside me i'll be like hey gordon 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 we're stinky gordon like yeah. i feel like that would start to get stuck and slip and
1: yeah, I could see. I could definitely see, like, if I was around Harley and being like, "Oh, hey, baby, like, blah 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 like all the little goofy things yeah. I say to her, I would probably get locked yeah. into that kind of yeah. stuff for sure. Not with the cats because I hate <laughs> dogs, but like the dog, absolutely. <laughs>
2: Webcams all over. You the don't goddamn hate place
1: <laughs> I know. I wanted to show you guys where <laughs> he's catting because yeah. he's still there. You see, see that black, black <laughs> that, that, that black point, that black booty. In. He's just sleeping. Yeah, he's just watching me now. <laughs> that he's black ready to bouquet. pounce on you and fucking eviscerate you. No, he's asleep. That's that's his sleepy spot. He's up in a tree now He's safe and happy. Uh, and you guys even
2: have like those cat trees and scratching posts and things like that. That's
1: where his, that's his sister's oh, okay. domain. Like uh, Ivy spends all her time she's on that Martinet. thing. Like I walk Named by, that. she likes it. She really likes it because she's on eye level mm. with us when she's there. <laughs> so when she walks by, she's like, and then like swat at you, like fucking <laughs> face. Cause she's at that. Level. She <laughs> they're, both, so cute. they're both jerks. They're both jerks. They're both jerks. I'm going to go spend four days early, <laughs> so I'm excited. There you go. All right. So what are your
2: feelings on Pontypool as a Canadian film in particular? Do you think it's a good example of a Canadian film? Do you think it could have been just as easily set in an American
1: town or what? I think the only way you could set this in an American town if you set it in the south, because then yep. you'd have the, mixed, like the Spanish. That rural the, feel to the, it. The, the okay. But also you would have Spanish as the second language to use as like that. Or like
2: California or something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Someplace where like that Mexico border is, is Texas or New Mexico or something like that. Yeah. Because the part of the, the biggest part of the plot was like, or like for everybody to solve the problem of the plot was realizing that the French Canadians weren't infected because French wasn't having that issue yet. I mean, they did talk that Mm -hmm. it could jump languages, but at the time it was like the Quebec arms of the government that were solving the the problem. Yeah. So like yeah, that, that was to, interesting uh, to me. Yeah. yeah. They would just, they would have to, just deport- to
0: speak it. in Spanish.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. You could totally do this in Texas or California or wherever the fuck down, like in the South of the States where they're bordered by a Spanish speaking population or have a Spanish speaking no, population that is also native to the area kind of thing where yeah, like, yeah, you would absolutely have French Canadian. If that happened up here, like there would be people like me who speak both languages who would be able to like flip over to French when they realize you can't. Use English anymore, so mm-hmm. yeah. you guys would be fucked, but I'd be, yeah. fine, I'd be I, fine. I can I can get along in French.
0: Yeah, long. I could get along. It I, I could get hard. along
2: at least as well as uh, Mazzy yeah. and, and Sydney <laughs> were getting along, which was you not know very well.
0: I, I would start speaking in Pig Latin.
2: <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's that would... still
1: based on English, though, so I feel like it's that would be more it? susceptible to. Well,
0: but no, no, no. Think, than, think about it.
1: And I think you'd. Have, I think she's right, though. I think because you have to spend so much more time processing the yeah. word before you
2: say it, it would yeah.
1: probably. This a little, this a little,
0: it'd be an extra barrier allowing. against the infection. yeah nkia
1: not that I fast I that's, can... I
0: that's for I fucking sure can... yeah. can... none of that made any sense to yeah. me but let's... I can... Can...
2: let's all take a minute To appreciate how much time Christy has put in to learning Pig Latin to that degree, and and how much, how what else she could have done with that time, (laughs) like learn French, (laughs) living in Canada, (laughs) or like like something actually think about what what, think about what space that is occupying in your brain that could be more effectively used.
0: I know. No, you know what it was (laughs) though. It's what I was saying. For those who could understand, yay. For those who can't, it's okay. But my dad used to speak that to me when I was a kid. That was our language. Okay. So, like, really? yeah, we would. No,
1: wait, okay. Your dad's like a preacher, not a priest proper, right? Like, obviously. He's a
0: pastor. He a family and stuff.
1: Pastor, yeah. Okay. So he didn't have so to do like, ordained like Latin or anything like that, right? He didn't what? He didn't have to learn Latin or anything like that. I know it's a Catholic priest thing. Like, they learn Latin. No, he so. didn't have to. So, Sorry. Was that Anglican? I was raised pastor? in the Catholic Church. I was surrounded by these old assholes who knew how to speak Latin. So,
2: yeah.
1: Well, even anymore in the catholic church latin is really fallen by the wayside this is in the 80s obviously so the last time i was in a fucking church
0: yeah (laughs) so i would have just to sum up though i would have a i think an okay way to still like be able to communicate with people Mm -hmm. in a way that we could all understand because they could the problem is
1: did anybody I was gonna say like I could didn't understand anything you said, so if you sort of talked to me like that, I'd be like, oh, shit! Now I got to figure this out. This is not.
0: <laughs> good. Thing I caught like every second French? word, which
2: was enough to comprehend. I think. Just speak French.
1: I understand French.
0: <laughs> um, no, I think though for that it would be interesting because technically it's one of those languages. It's like not even a language, but it makes you like have to. Really yeah, you got to
1: process. Process before you say something. Maybe you know. that would make
2: you make you even more susceptible, though, well, because you are actually having to put thought. Into processing the language, I don't know.
0: But it would also help, I think, to reduce the meaning of words because yeah.
1: you wouldn't get caught on that particular word either. I don't no. think because you'd be forcibly going through everything as you translate them into Pig Latin or whatever. And think about it's it the same way I speak French. I don't necessarily speak French, and like I, I can think in French and just speak it. I kind of have translate to translate like, as you go. I still kind of quasi-translate as I go. So like, what do I want to say in English? And it's like, how do I say that in French? Like, yeah. that's kind of. Yeah. It works a little bit faster than that in practice because you start getting into the flow a little bit but there is still as it is my second language kind of like having to go back and forth because i obviously speak english primarily early, and i write in english primarily early, and like that's my i think in english is kind of yeah. what i'm trying to say
0: and so. and that's why like if if we were in you know if i was uh the woman who was struggling with kill they think, think about pig latin it's ilke 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 instead of kill yeah. kill kill it comes, it's different it enough comes,
1: It'll you know, we'll probably disassociate the meaning yeah. of it more quickly than just repeating kill over and over again. Because you, you're saying something completely different than the words you're thinking. Yeah. Of, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, as for it, it being a Canadian film, I think it's a great Canadian film, considering most Canadian films are dog shit. And this, actually-,
0: <laughs> and this actually was beautifully shot. When I saw it was from 2008, yeah, I was yeah. really surprised.
1: It's produced very well. Chris McDonald's got a good fucking eye though. Like, yeah. he's, a, it, he's a talented director.
2: It, unless if you hadn't been necessarily told that this was a Canadian movie, it's not one that I would identify as a no. Canadian movie necessarily. That being said, no, not
1: until they start talking about like being French. in Pool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And the French Canadian stuff started coming up and I was like oh, like
2: know, if I was watching like the first five minutes of this kind of thing and I didn't know at that point that it was a Canadian movie I wouldn't have identified it necessarily no. until they start but but taking
1: it the, could be Minnesota for, like, just yeah. from the look of it you know what I mean like could be anywhere
2: but, but but taking it as as a whole once I got through the whole thing it definitely feels like small town Canada to me oh, like yeah. I, I, I really do get that feel from it but it doesn't wallow in it it's not you know yeah. like you know it's not Bob and Doug McKenzie drinking stubbies and talking
1: about Tim Hortons kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'd have been okay with that. Actually, Bob and Doug McKenzie in this Hilarious. movie would have been like that, would have been a cool side story for this movie,
0: <laughs> but no, you're right. Um, it was um, the
1: original, like the original James Bond and Bob just happened into this zombie apocalypse. Like, let's do this thing, yeah. guys. To say, I, I really
2: like that. This is what a good indie horror movie does is that it gives insight. You know, it's not like a big city, it's not a huge, grandiose story it takes a small subset of a population like a small a smaller lifestyle that isn't necessarily commonly highlighted in media how many how often do you hear do you see movies or tv shows about small canadian towns i mean there's like corner uh, gas i guess uh, but that's like
1: Letterkenny. oh yeah letter yep. Kenny.
2: and then and then it finds a unique type of threat that works in that setting
1: i don't think this story works in toronto no. or new york or atlanta or like well no but because then it then it just becomes like night of the living dead mm. or like uh i guess or, probably or, more like or, yeah
2: night or walking energy. dead or something like yeah. that kind of thing where yeah. it, it becomes a much larger
1: scale and much more difficult to contain whereas in this you know you wouldn't take the time to just like sit in one area in a in a city-based zombie yeah. scenario and just, like, watch what, like, one group of people are doing in their little, like, closed-in spot, you'd be, like, bouncing around, like, showing, like, the military and showing the cops and showing, you know, whatever your hero is doing, this, that, and the other thing, as opposed to, like, your hero is stuck in a, you know, radio station and is trying to figure out what the problem is and, like, put the pieces together. Like, that's a different story than, like, the army's coming in to fight fucking zombie art, like, hordes and shit. Like, that's, yeah, yeah, they're totally different stories. And I think it does a good job of Putting you in a Canadian setting
2: without beating you over the fucking head with it.
1: I definitely felt at home. Like, at least started, like, it became more and more Canadiana kind of started popping in, like, the French Canadian stuff started to pop. I'm like, oh, man. This just feels like my, like, day to day. You know what I mean? I'd be interested in getting, in getting an American point of view
2: and seeing what an Amer if an American could really, like, point out, yeah, this is obviously fucking Canadian. But it also doesn't have. Why did you not just get your wife to watch it? It obviously, it doesn't have that canadian production quality that's so much like tv and movies and stuff there there was a time where yeah. you could immediately within 10 seconds identify yes this was filmed in canada yeah
1: kind of thing and we're yeah, yeah. it's it's shot up but it's shot on proper film yeah. stock it was edited properly it looks like a proper production it was obviously put through an avid editor and all that kind of stuff you can tell from the grain mm-hmm. and whatever so like you can tell yeah. how it was, it was put together properly yeah so Again, Bruce McDonald, like he's a very, very talented director. Like he knows how to put together a pretty decent piece for very, like, a small yeah. budget too. Like he's been doing it since Hardcore Logo, and he's never stopped. Mm-hmm. So,
2: all right, let's move on from that. Uh, let's just go on to: Is there any other positive elements that we haven't talked about yet that you feel this is just sort of our catch all that you really feel like need to be highlighted?
1: I've got a few. I have like I really like the main three yeah. actors. I thought they did a really. Let's, let's job. call them up uh, by name. Orland was like, uh, it was, uh, I wish I could yeah, require me to <laughs> St- remember their name. Stephen sure.
2: McCaddy as uh, Grant Massey as the DJ, uh, Lisa Hool as the uh, producer, the on-air producer, and Georgina Riley as Laurel Ann, who is
1: the uh, the tech girl. The first two of which are actually married in real life, which oh, really? accounts for most of their chemistry. Yeah, yeah they definitely. They had that kiss at the, the end, I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, they're married. That in real also life.
0: didn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're said. married in real life.
0: <laughs>
1: uh no not really but like eh, whatever but yeah they're they're married in real life it's uh that that accounted for a lot of the like I she felt way more sympathetic to his plight uh early on than I thought she should have and I was like oh that's probably why it's because it's actually his wife yeah through all this stuff so yeah. uh okay that's fair but yeah no I I, I just really enjoyed the acting I mean uh, the doctor yeah but I've seen that guy in a bunch of Canadian productions and he always sucks so I'm like <laughs> I thought the main three were like they're very solid and like there was a really good comedy beat where that I wanted to shout out because I thought it was hilarious when the, the, the community theater troupe, Arabia walked oh in. My <laughs> <God. Holy laughs> fuck. I was in the Osama bin lied. Laden.
0: It was so bad. And that was, and oh, that was yeah.
2: perfectly <laughs> inserted. Like that was a point in the movie where we needed a moment of levity. Yes. And,
1: and yeah. I am like, sure like that rung fucking true as community.
0: I was th- like, <sighs> Oh no. <sighs>
1: <laughs> having done some DJ-ish kind of stuff like I've, I've been on campus radio and stuff having somebody just walk in and be like hey you gotta talk to these people on air I was like oh fuck I've been here <gasps> before like I've done that but it's not to that extreme like oh my god wow those people are <laughs> blackface like this weird that was yeah. yeah, I was like oh face. my
0: god
1: brown face yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh shit I was losing my because like the look on his face just killed me immediately I was like oh yeah. my god yeah this is insane and he's just yep Yep, he doesn't know what to do. And he's calling his agent, and like, yeah, you gotta yeah, like, listen to this. Yeah, exactly, oh, this is what oh. you're subjecting
2: me to right now. I was just, this oh is my god, this is what you fucking it was, me. oh my god, I was laughing my ass off. That I was scene.
0: dying was in the bad way. I was like, you give a bad name to community theater.
2: But there's definitely community theater out there that's like that. Unfortunately, oh yes,
0: uh huh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there it is.
2: definitely it rung true to me in that respect.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was like, I just, yeah, but I wanted to shout out the actors.
2: Yeah, no, I think
1: they were funny and that bit fucking hilarious. Like, yeah, I don't
2: think the movie works without Stephen McHattie in that role. Like he nailed it. He was strong. He was captivating. I absolutely believed him as like this washed out small town radio host trying to make his last splash. But he clearly just doesn't even give a shit like he's eating cookies into the microphone
1: and (laughs) Yeah, it's fucking just liquored up at, like, 6 a.m. Yeah. and shit like that. Like, he's clearly plowing
0: through. His little, like, a, monkey thing. Like a very early
1: hour. Yeah. yeah. And it related to that.
2: It was, apart from the horror aspect, it was a cool insight into how, like, a small, like, live radio show like this is actually produced. And I yeah. felt like that was pretty mm-hmm. accurate. Is- I mean, I've done a little bit of college radio kind of thing. And, it,
1: yeah, it felt yeah It was pretty accurate from what I've seen, like to what I've seen of like DJ stuff. And I'm fascinated by that whole like Mm -hmm. industry. So I've always kind of read stuff about it and it looked pretty like close to what the real situation would probably be. Cause it's always like, you always hear about these weird little like community radio stations that are like in the basement of some like old fucking like vintage home or something like that. Like there's a, a station in St. Catharines. It's, they call it the white house of rock. And it's just set up in this old house that has been there for eternity (laughs) <laughs> and it's never going to move. And I'm sure there's tons of them like that all over the place. Because it wasn't CFNY's old headquarters, just oh, like an old warehouse that they converted or something at like that at one point? I don't know. That kind of stuff happens all the time. But I, just, I just think it's cool to have that kind of environment, and you've stuffed all this equipment in there, and you're doing this thing even though it's not really designed, mm-hmm. purpose designed for it. It's yeah. To me. And I
2: mean, I, it was really, I can't imagine actually being in that situation and trying to maintain your own train of thought and keep talking while you've got somebody talking directly into your ear as well and that that seems like a skill
1: you would have to develop yeah. for sure yeah it's a difficult like being an announcer like that that's something they do we <laughs> can't even do it on the podcast we start talking right now. like you imagine just talking yeah. like having somebody in your ear like telling you what to say while you're saying it it's like being a <laughs> WWE announcer, having Vince McMahon, in you're yelling at you the entire time because that's what actually happens. Really? So, <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's on, he's on the mic the whole time like, when they're on Raw or whatever. Yeah. Telling them what to say and shit. I would just be like, okay, I can't quit. I'm done. I can't do
2: this. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is I think while we're talking about the audio aspect of it, I watched this movie this time on headphones, and I think it's a movie that either deserves to be listened to on a good set of headphones or on a good quality Like home stereo system. I
0: listened on headphones. It
2: sounded pretty good. It was mixed well. Yeah, it's mixed really well. And the audio, the audio is such a crucial component to it. Because when you listen really closely, you get little audio pieces that you don't pick up. Otherwise, you get little whispers in Mazzy's ear that, you know, you don't necessarily know what it is at first, but eventually you come to understand that's the infection trying to take hold in him sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that I thought, I thought the audio on this movie was done really well, especially for a an
0: yeah. movie. No, I, I, it did not have an indie quality to it. You would have thought it was something that would have just appeared, you know, in any in any uh, theater. Like the, I know, I see, Ivy. <laughs> I, I
2: think, I think it's just that it played to its limitations really well, and that's you know, you can get a movie that doesn't necessarily yeah. feel like an indie movie that way. But I think the concept of it, at least, probably does not lend itself to mass consumption. Oh. So that probably sets it as like this is more of a film festival kind of well, movie. visually
0: though, yeah. yeah, it's pretty
2: gory. Like it, it is obviously yeah. an R rated movie. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not something you're put in front of like kids. Yeah, like, like Laurel chewing off her lip, and
0: you didn't actually see that happening though. <sighs> that was sad.
2: No, you, you just know, see you it late. It. You kind of watch her doing it, but you don't like they don't focus on it. They don't really highlight it, mm. kind of thing. But you can clearly tell she's chewed it off, oh, yeah. like right before she dies, kind of thing, and right before she yeah. vomits all over the sound booth window.
0: Why did she bite it off?
1: It was part of the infection. Like they, they all did that. If you look at them all, they start to like gnaw on their bottom lip. It's kind of an immune oh. reaction. I think that the infection causes like, that's what this, it's yeah. supposed to be. Yeah, so they start chewing off their bottom lip. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I just, I really like the idea of.
2: Getting to see, and this isn't the only movie that does this, but that does this sort of bottle episode kind of idea where you're seeing all of this stuff happen through the eyes of a media outlet. You know, you're not actually shown what's happening, but you get bits and pieces of information, which realistically, if something like this were to ever happen, is what the situation we would all sort of be in is we'd just be getting bits and pieces of information through media. In this case, it was also kind of cool seeing like what they were filtering out and what they weren't where Sydney was saying like, no, you can't talk about that on air. That's too much, you know, or we can't yeah. go live with this without having it verified. So that like, that yeah. reminded me a little bit of uh, um, the newsroom that, yeah, that yeah. HBO series with Jeff Daniels from a few years ago. Because so I always mm-hmm. like that insight into news media type thing. How they,
1: Talked about that kind of stuff in Daredevil yeah. this year. So, they were, they
2: were yeah, absolutely. Stuff, so yeah, fucking cool. Karen's Ark was so good this season. Christy, you should watch
1: it. Should it was really good this year. You got to watch it show. Don't
0: say anything. Yeah.
1: We're gonna to, like, if you don't watch it soon, we're going to do a bonus episode where Tim and I can just <laughs> rant about it because I, <laughs> I was over the moon. Anyway, let's keep
2: Yeah, going. And then I think it was also paced really well for me. It oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It didn't ever have a real moment where I was just like, this is dragging on or whatever. The whole time I was very much engaged with it.
0: I was a little disappointed in how quick the doctor was in and out. Not because I didn't like him.
2: Well, that might be for the best. (laughs) Like
0: I didn't like him, but I also just found that all of a sudden everyone was just there. You know what I mean? Like, we had this huge build.
2: Yeah, it was a little convenient.
0: To one of them finally getting infected. To Laurel Ann getting infected. And then the doctor comes in he goes, and he just explains it like he doesn't give a shit. It was like, oh, she doesn't know it yet, but she's hunting us. Yeah, and they were both just like, oh, okay, and they <laughs> neither of them like got that upset or question it. They question were just kind it. of like, oh, all right, here's a doctor, and then they were in the room and they solved it again within the room within minutes. And this guy who'd gotten away from this, you know, horrifying lab had obviously been treating people for a really long time, and like, uh, us, he's then
2: it, the infection escaped. Yeah, and, and it just it like poured out it, of that building.
0: So I think that had we cut just even like 10 minutes of the three of them being in the bunker together, figuring it out.
2: Like three of who? Sorry, just like, laura like, Just the, talking it out a little bit more? Yeah. Sydney, in Sydney, Sydney, Grant, yeah. and the doctor?
0: Yeah. I would have liked the doctor to have some interaction with laura and there to be more caring mm. about her because they'd build her up. Though, admittedly, she- was not that great of an actress either when she was talking about being a veteran, but overall she was pretty good.
2: Hers wasn't the strongest
1: performance, but
0: I thought no, it was still, she, didn't it was serviceable. Yeah, she didn't have great Yeah, she. I thought
1: she did all right. Like considering you, you would be she's suffering from PTSD and yeah. like, removed from everything. I thought it kind of worked. A little for me. Yeah, I will admittedly I was just it might super, be a choice. I was super attracted to her, so I may have been forgiving, <laughs> true I, too because she was like right up my alley. So there's that. I can see that.
0: But no, I, I did think though that you're right. Most of the pacing was good save. I thought that it was rushed at the end. I thought the ending was rushed and it was, yeah. we haven't talked about that weird ending scene.
2: Are you, the post-credits scene. Well, I think we're, unless anybody else has anything else to say, I think we can probably move into gripes yeah. then as we do.
0: <laughs> I actually don't have that many.
2: No, neither do I really. Yeah. I mean, th- I, I agree that post credit scene is a little inscrutable. It's one of those things that you have to sort of like look up to really understand. It, it wasn't explained well. It wasn't really executed well. The idea behind it is that basically that they've had to take on different personas to avoid infection. the infection. And they've given themselves different uh, names to avoid the infection as well. well that's kind of cool,
1: actually. I didn't really yeah. think about it that way. I no, just thought I it was just that. like him doing a cool like bit. You know what I mean? Like, I I understood, like, what he was trying to get at. Like, it's like, oh, we're taking on characters so that we we're disassociating ourselves or
0: whatever. Oh, they were disassociating.
1: I would assume that. Yeah, so that was how they were avoiding.
2: And and that's, it's not explained at all. It it is something that I had to go and look up after the fact. And that is, like, sort of what the intent behind that post-credit scene was. But, yeah. So, I I agree. It was not executed really well. I just thought it looked like something out of Kill Bill.
0: Yeah, it did.
1: Yeah, it did, for sure.
0: Or yeah, like, um, what's that one. other one? Uh, Sin City.
1: Yeah, it looks. Yeah, it does have that like the black and white Sin City look. It's just the way yeah, yeah. she's in the outfit and he's in the suit with the glasses. I'm like, this is a very Tarantino esque so shot.
0: That's why they had to disassociate. That's,
1: that was my that's the, with that's the concept. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, the I liked the
2: the stuff during the credits where they're finally giving you more of a feeling of what's been going on in the outside world during this whole process. Yeah. I think that was kind of cool, but yeah, then you get to that and it's like and then I feel like probably 80% of the audience is like what the
1: fuck was that? Eh, Bruce McDonald's <laughs> going to fuck with your head, that's kind of what he does. Also, this guy looks <laughs> like Lance <laughs> Henriksen in this outfit, so good for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she looks um, really good in that in that dress. So, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then but yeah, I think the I think we've all hinted the fucking doctor is the biggest issue with this movie by far. <sighs> I didn't like he didn't like bother me the way it seems to have bothered you guys, but like I looked past shitty acting a lot of the time because I'm at other <laughs> stuff, because whatever. Yeah. But yeah, and also, like, I've seen him in, like, a half dozen other things. Every time he shows up on anything, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? Why does this guy <laughs> keep getting hired? It's, uh, because it's rare. Canada and there's not that many people There's lots. Of, trust me, there's enough brown people around here that could find another actor to do that role. <laughs> <laughs> not that goddamn hard.
2: But, yeah, I hard. mean, it was a, his performance was really fucking stilted. He was too excited and and like you never really understood.
0: Emotionless. It.
2: Yeah. And and it wasn't believable. And I think if he that that is the one thing that if he if that performance had been better or that part had been better portrayed, it would have been like maybe like a ten out of ten kind of movie for me. Now,
1: hypothetical question for the pair of you, because I thought about this while I was watching the movie. He starts to get kind of infected. Like he starts to kind of show signs of infection while they're in the lock yeah. with him. I would have caved yeah. his fucking head in right there. Like I'd have been like, no, no, I don't know this guy. He's <laughs> well start trying to eat me. I'm gonna- but his in- infected. He's dead, 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 dead. He well, that, the cool thing there
2: was that his he was started talking like what Armenian or something like that. Was like clearly it was a different language, language. It was
1: something weird. Yeah, it was it was a yeah. different language.
2: And so there. Okay, now we're starting to see evidence of the infection. Maybe I guess maybe you want to call it mutating. Yeah, so that it can infect a different language which that was the only part of his performance that I found kind of, well, not even his performance, but his storyline that I found somewhat redeeming was the idea that, okay, it has only been infected English to this point, but clearly it could. But yeah, I agree with you in that situation. If I put myself in zombie apocalypse mode, I'm like, anybody is even gets bit. Like, I'm not um, even I'm not even the guy that's like, oh, you got bit on one of your fingers. Let's cut off that hand. I'm like, no, you're fucking dead right now.
1: Yeah, I'm not even having a conversation about I'm walking up behind it. I'm putting one in the back of his head. (laughs) Yes,
0: here's what I would do. And just as a side note, we should do what we would do in a zombie apocalypse. Maybe that'll be my next episode. But I would well, like, uh, apocalyptic.
1: Like, yeah. like, come up with post-apocalypse scenarios and decide yeah, how we would survive. Them, as <laughs> it.
0: Yeah, like I'll oh, put sure. together like two or three scenarios and we can talk about how we would survive. Nice.
2: I mean. If we if we keep doing so, spoiler alert for our listeners, we're toying with the idea of uh, doing a uh, RPG like D and D sort of episode uh, where somebody will DM a small campaign for us, and that's definitely something we could do on a in a RPG kind of scenario. Is have oh, somebody do like a, a post-apocalyptic idea with the three of us, maybe even like not even
1: as characters, just as us, as us? just yeah, here's
2: yeah. We're, we're dropped into this fucking Dan, like, post,
1: was... like, Mad
2: Max or Waterworld scenario or whatever.
1: What, what Christie's describing is basically that it would just be like, come up with the story of us in the apocalypse. Like, I honestly, that sounds like a, like the best episode ever, I but no, yeah, I, put it on I, w-
0: I will say this though. If it were me in that situation, I, and like, that was just like someone had been bit in a small area. We cut off their finger. I would have been like, okay, here's the deal. In a day, one of us is going to come back to this location. If you are not infected and you are feeling like alive and well, you meet us at that location. One person will be there. Another mm-hmm. person will have a gun set on you. So if you show up and you're dying.
1: Yeah, we'll have a sniper ra- waiting
0: for you. We yeah. will shoot.
1: And all, all that person who's out there has to do is give me like give yeah. me a signal. And I'm but
0: that way them you're them. not like you're not killing them in case, <laughs> but you're also not telling them where you're headed. No. You're just like
1: I, I feel like stepping. that situation is like in case just no. There's it no depends. In
2: case It depends done. how comfortable you are, right? Like it depends if you've got like a safe area that you can go back to, kind of thing. Or or like you could also do like what uh Walking Dead did in the I think maybe second season where Carol's husband gets infected, where they just chain him to a tree and then you yeah. figure out if he actually is infected or not and then if he is you
0: fucking end him if not then yeah. you could willingly yeah. chain him
1: yeah well you could also unwillingly chain him True. let's be honest so you like you overpower him and tie time up like that if he's infected all bets are off man head's yeah. gone sorry yeah destroy the brain destroy the brain <laughs> <laughs> all right any any other major gripes for this
0: uh, besides the doctor no i th- i thought it was a fun movie i thought that it wasn't as gory as I was expecting from you, Tim.
2: <laughs> I specifically chose something that was not going to be overly I traumatizing for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. Except,
0: opposite
2: except, opposite. well, except when we talk about what won the poll. That Why? What mean? won? Oh no! We'll talk. We'll talk about it. What are you going to say, All Christy? Right.
0: No, no, no. Go I'm good. Your thought. What, what won the poll? <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Well, let's. <laughs> we'll get to it. Uh, you guys already gave like grades. So I'll just give my score at a 10 and then like final thoughts. I I really enjoy this movie. I'd probably give it like an eight and a half out of 10 for a horror movie. There's a, one or two things that I think could have been done better. But overall, I feel like it. Yeah, there's definitely parts that could have been executed better. But it strove for something really interesting and unique. And I think it mostly achieved what it set out for. So
0: Yeah, I agree too. What won the poll? I agree. Uh, and you're... <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right well since christy is so eager to know what we're going to be watching next week so thank you for the like seven of you that voted maybe we didn't do a great job promoting the poll but no and know, i know we we've got some people that are right. like behind on their episodes so maybe didn't even know about the poll but this is first time we've done this sort of like listener feedback kind of thing so maybe we'll
0: kind of pin it at the top of the page next time
2: yeah maybe that's what we should have done but i probably should have mentioned it in the uh, the weekly episode post <laughs> yeah, i was not great about that Sorry. that's all right we're 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 learning. We're still I wouldn't say we're a baby cu- podcast, but I'd say we're still we're like an adolescent podcast at this point. I'm a little baby. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, thank you for those of you that voted for our poll. Um for those that might not have heard yet, we put a poll up where people could vote on what we watched for our fourth week. So, each of us threw something up to be voted on and you voted and you decided that next week we will be reviewing the 1981 Horror classic, American Werewolf oh. in London. Oh yeah, is, no, that's okay. Which was which was Mark's pick. Mark, goddamn Mark right, is is very victorious right now.
0: What came yeah, in second?
2: Uh, you and I tied for second place with two <laughs> votes each.
0: <laughs> yeah, for yeah, yeah. Street
2: and uh, Ernest Scared Stupid.
0: Yeah, to be yeah, fair, I c- I conceded stupid. defeat
2: last week, so that <laughs> so that I didn't have to watch
1: Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> I'm
2: going to watch
0: Ernest Scared Stupid.
2: <laughs> It
1: popped up. It's on Amazon Prime Video right now. I sh- I was oh, to you there yeah, last night and I was like, hell oh, look, Ernest scares stupid. I'm like, at least I know where I can find it if I haven't gone yeah.
2: through this piece. Speaking of so which,
1: I need to watch the third season of
2: Man the High Castle, which came out on Prime Video a Amazon couple weeks ago. Like a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. So that's their Yeah, I gotta get pretty it, much their I biggest heard it's good. series and it's been it's really well produced. But yeah, so listeners go out and listen to that. Mark, yeah, when you post the episode, how about you just put a tag in saying for next week. Yeah. Everybody should, because not everybody is caught up with episodes. So that way they'll know what to, uh, what to watch before the next episode. And yeah, that is pretty much it. Let's go do our geek creds. So for our listeners, this is where each of us just, pimp something that we've been enjoying lately that we think uh, y'all should go check out mark what's your geek cred for the
1: week does anybody have any other answer <laughs> aside from fucking daredevil season three because it's not venom because fuck venom <laughs> no Go watch fucking daredevil. my geek cred is do not go watch venom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh
1: no you have an option this week which is amazing so like you can either go watch venom if you want to suffer like suffered, <laughs> um, don't trust us enough to just wait for Ooh. netflix but I would honestly just get on Netflix, and if you're not caught up to Daredevil, start watching Daredevil. And if you are caught up, get into season three because, god damn it, this is like it's prime. This is exactly what I it's wanted. Prime viewing. Exactly what I wanted. It is so good. Yeah. So good. Nice. We need to watch it so we can review it as quickly as yeah, possible. Yeah, I think
2: I think maybe maybe the week after uh, next we can we might be able be able to jump into yeah. that. Yeah, which would be. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Christy, what's your geek cred for the week?
0: I would recommend Haunting of Hill House. Oh, nice. Yep, I would go watch that and enjoy it. It's a spooky watch, but at the same time, it's not scary. It's just enjoyable. It's really well-directed. The cinematography is gorgeous. The story is uh, fun because it's both touching, but at the same time, it's still like, yeah, we recognize that you want a good ghost story, so here's a good ghost story.
1: Nice. Tim, do you know anything about the production on that? Like, do you know who directed or wrote any of that? Uh, gonna look it up. If you have to look it up, don't worry about it. I'll look it up after. I was just curious because you always know about the horror stuff. I thought it might be a name. that you. Yeah, it's
2: one that, um, well, it's based on on an old novel from like the 50s. But the TV series is created by Mike Flanagan. I don't know anything else that he's done. uh,
0: He's he's done. Oh, wait.
2: Mike Flanagan has done. Oh, he's the one that's directing Dr. Sleep. Oh, the uh, the shining sequel. Oh, yeah. he
0: also did Ocular, Oculus, Oculus,
2: Oculus, Oculus, oh, Oculus. He did me. Oculus. He did the the Ouija oh, okay. uh, oh, he's he's got movie, movie from a, from a couple years this ago. Is actually,
0: really well
1: done.
2: He did Absentia.
1: Okay, uh, Absentia so. and uh, Oculus. Have you guys ever seen Oculus? First of all, a WWE Don't film. Think so. Hilarious. Uh, second of all, actually not bad. Karen Gillan's really good in it. I enjoyed it.
0: I read everything I could find about it
1: yeah i thought it was good <laughs> so As if christy the guy usually does doing, with like, knows what he's doing i'll give him that much so i'm i'll, I'll i'm gonna watch the show now absentia i heard I a lot of really good things about but yeah. haven't watched yet no. yeah me too i'd heard some stuff about that too but i just thought uh, the oculus one just made me laugh because it, it, it is produced by wwe films so. is it really that's oh, so yeah. bizarre it's so fun. there was a uh, Halle <laughs> berry w no it's a it's a it looks like to be a joint
2: production by Blumhouse and WWE Studios. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did another one with Halle
1: Berry a couple years earlier too that was
2: are there fun. actually any wrestlers in this fucking no, thing? No, no. no, not at okay. all. It's
1: like Karen Gillen and like some and some other dude. And and Katie Sackhoff. Oh, fucking yeah, Starbucks. You know what the
0: other one he did was that was really good was Hush. Oh okay. Hush it's super either. good. It's really yeah. like it plays with your senses a lot and you're like ooh. Yeah.
2: So maybe it's that's well another you should watch on uh yeah with headphones well it's
0: pretty much a silent film she's deaf.
1: Mm. Jeez. Hush has a 90%.
0: It was awesome. uh,
1: Yeah. Hush is is really good. Rotten Tomatoes rating. We're recommending a bunch of good horror movies for your Halloween viewing right now. So you guys should be taking notes. Yeah.
2: My my geek cred. My geek cred is another Halloween movie. But from last year, uh, I finally got it. A potty
1: pool? It should just be.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I feel like that's a cop out. My geek cred is I finally got around to watching the newest Saw series movie, Jigsaw, that came out last year. Oh, yeah. I was happy with it. It's a worthy entry to the series. It adds a little bit more dimension to the series and it without going too spoilery, it plays with plays with editing and plays with time jumps and stuff like that in a pretty fun way as well. So yeah, I was, I was happy with that. So,
1: and it has Eliza Dishku in it. Oh, nice. That'll I'll watch that for because sure <laughs> I love her. Is he still kind of like an anti-villain or anti-hero in these movies? I don't yes. like the fact that they've made him not a villain and just become kind of like an anti-hero kind of guy. That bugged me. Well, no, he still just want him to be a monster. He
2: still he still kind of got yeah, that right. anti-hero bent like he only puts people in his traps that have done something that they he feels that they have not atoned for. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. All right. Fair <laughs> which which I guess I guess puts it in a gray area, you know, depending yeah. so uh, but I mean, he granted he makes them then mutilate themselves to yeah. to atone for their sins or their whatever whatever they did wrong i don't want to lie to
1: you to get mutilated even by yourself <laughs> no, no, no i
2: think i know i won't spoil it for you but right, yeah so all right well with that thank you everybody for listening we would appreciate if any of you watch pontypool along with us uh give us your thoughts you can do so on our facebook page at facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast you can email us at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com you can hit us up on Twitter where our handle is at drdpodcast. You can, if you're not already, subscribe to our podcast on Google Play Store, on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Shout Engine, and most places the podcast can be found. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a rating on your favorite platform, uh, your favorite podcast subscription platform. We would appreciate it, and they really do help. They help to increase our visibility. Or when we post sh- our Facebook posts, you can share the episode with your friends. Say, hey, you should check this out. It's really fun. If you think that we're really fun, if not, maybe don't do that. <laughs> don't don't share and just say, hey, this podcast is fucking garbage. Don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> or do. We could use the Yeah, list exactly. The way, really. I, all publicity is good publicity. <laughs> exactly <laughs> we actually was at a uh, was it last week or a couple weeks ago we surpassed uh 666 listeners Woo! which was a nice i was very excited about that a nice spoopy milestone that. for october for the halloween season so all right well with that thank you everybody for listening and uh we will get back with you next week to talk about the i will say seminal werewolf horror movie yeah uh, american werewolf Definitely. in london with that i will say good night and thanks for listening christy say good night
0: Good night.
2: Mark. Good night. And we will catch you next time. Kill means kiss. Kill means kiss. Kill means kiss.
0: Okay, okay, I get it. Kill means kiss. Mommy. Mommy.